I, I guess it comes down to just setting new and novel goals and I think just building new connections in the brain by doing stuff you haven't done before. So, you know, not only is the race new in terms of your you're pushing yourself in the whatever 14 hour time period you're going to be you're going to be running but all of the time you're preparing for it you're thinking about it you're training differently you're eating differently you're recovering differently all of that is 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 kind of fun if you you know if you're into that sort of thing what is up i'm darren your co-host of master of some a podcast about health and fitness served up as a metaphor for life if this is your first time listening or you haven't already please please hit the subscribe or follow button or whatever you use to listen to us make sure that you get alerts when a new episode comes out we're on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher and acast and a few others also please rate us on whatever app you use and leave a comment Lastly, send this podcast or your favorite episode to someone that you think will get some value out of this, as the more people that hear about us, the dopest stuff we can do to then help other people, and then the cycle continues forever. Please note, there is a language warning, as we sometimes cuss slash curse, and I'd hate to put you in an awkward moment if we slip up and use some adult bad words. Hello, ladies and germs. I hate when Tim Ferriss says that, by the way. It's horrible. It's like, I feel like a, a, a science teacher is like trying to make a joke in class. And He talks about what the fact he did it on purpose, like making the uh, weird noises and saying stupid oh, things at the start of the episode. So that was his goal, was to make everyone feel awkward? Yeah. So he wanted to be... It's kind of a dick goal. Yeah, but it's it's cool. You type them. aware that he was being awkward. It's like super meta. That's it what is. we do. I'm joking. But yeah. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. You've got Darren Lake here with other host, Mr. Phil Cross. Hello. So this episode, we have a working title or a working kind of subject matter of how do you prepare for, how do you know, and or how do you do a distance you've never done before, which if you've been listening to the last episode or you've listened to episodes before or sorry, you, after this and you're going back to this one, the whole season's theme is the UTA 100 and you accomplishing it or finishing it, correct? Correct, yeah. And if you haven't listened to the last episode, how dare you? Um, pull over in your car, download it, listen to that first, then come back. We'll wait. S1E1, right? That's right. Oh, no, S2, S2E1. Yeah, and, and also listen to Good Goals. That's where we peaked. Yeah. Season one, episode one. I think every episode <laughs> we've gone back and always pivoted to that one. So, Phil, I keep running into ultra runners. And actually, I was speaking to an ultra runner. I worked with him. Um, he was a client. Um, he's never done a road marathon before, right? He's only done 100 and like 160K runs, right? Yeah, right. And... He's just as, you know, I'm not saying ultra people are fat, but he's just as skinny as me, right? Sure. And And I was saying something about, oh, yeah, I did a marathon, um, you know, it was a DIY marathon, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, man, yeah. He's like, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to do it again. He's like, yeah, yeah, they're boring, man. You need to get off road. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm not trying to do more. Like, I'm trying to do less really fast. Yeah. So it was just really funny hearing him. And then obviously we had Anna Marie. Watson on episode nine, season one, which you guys probably don't know. It's just the Anna Marie Watson episode. You don't have numbers, um, really. But, you know, I'm just inundated with these ultra folks, ultra folk. And um, you're not converting me. 
but I'm just really none of us are trying. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like Jewish people. It's like we're not trying to convert you. <laughs> we don't convert people. Like it's cool. It's cool. But we we have we have cake and craft beer <laughs> and uh, supreme facial hair. We have ultra beards. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, man. All, we, we also have we're, we also have politeness. We have manners, not like road cyclists. I mean, I'm talking about runners. Like, well, I'm just, I don't. I, I'm just randomly talking <laughs> shit on roadies. So yeah, so you know, just to pique my interest, because I, again, I come from the track world, which we had a rant about many, many episodes ago. Um, it's it's how fast can you go in a short period of time sure. versus. Oh, I did a hundred k's. Now I'm going to do a hundred and forty nine k's. Oh, now I'm going to do a two hundred fifty. It's like. Why don't you just do like the short distance really fast? But sure. again, that's me. Yeah. You tie your shoe left. First, you tie your first left shoe. You tie your left shoe first. <laughs> I tie my right shoe first. Uh, I'm black, you're white. Whatever. You know, like we're, sure. we're different. And it doesn't mean I'm wrong and you're right. But, nope. um, but you are wrong. What excites you about running a 100K race run? That's a good, that's a good question. Firstly, Firstly, I think it's fair to say I don't get excited about anything, so that's probably the wrong word. Stoic. I know, right? It's, it's, AF. Yeah, I know. It's like, but what I find what I find interesting about running it is there is a there is a feeling when you step up to a either a new distance or a new format. So if you've never done a triathlon before and you do your first triathlon, even if it's a sprint triathlon and you've run a hundred k, that's still a new. Uh, thing that that you know that that's novel in your world. If you've never done an adventure race before, you've never done a crit before. You so it's distance and format that that excite me. So it's exploring things. I, I've never put myself in the pigeonhole of calling myself a triathlete or a runner or a cyclist. I always like to use the moniker just you know endurance athlete and i suppose you go one stage higher and just say just general all-purpose athlete because you know i one day i might decide to can the endurance sport for a little while and just concentrate on getting swole could just get 70s big just swole af just swole af just just lift loads of shit and just just do loads of deadlifts and don't walk anywhere and and just constantly <laughs> eat broccoli and chicken like that's what that's what that's what happens right <laughs> you could powerlift was actually i i got into powerlifting power would be fun this huge huge side rant um i by i i did i can't even speak right now i was a weight lifter yep um i took the class we actually had it it was, it was credit in high school um weight training and to get your i think it was um it was like a midterm test um you actually had to go to a powerlifting meet yeah, right. And um, I got second place, I think. My memory's a bit hazy. But I got second place for my weight class, which is, you know, low. It was 145 pounds or whatever I was. Sure. Uh, which is like 68 kilos or something. But um, I actually could lift a lot of weight for my, my weight class. Um, deadlifting. Sorry, I got second place in deadlifting. Yeah, right. I was, uh, I've had terrible form, but I could get that fucking weight up and somehow didn't kill myself and snap my, snap my back in half. Um, but I remember the, the high and the feeling of competing. Yeah. In that powerlifting, because I never, I remember being like, "What the fuck am I doing?" It's gonna be big dudes everywhere. And there was like skinny guys and you know skinny girls and yeah. everyone, because it was weight class based, and yeah. um, you're just competing against people that were the same size as you. And I remember being like, "Oh, if basketball doesn't work out, I might get into powerlifting." You know, sure, this might be interesting. So now I'm back into weight weight training again and and um, weightlifting, and I'm starting to see powerlifters now. Yeah, and powerlifting just seems way more. F- 
effective and functional than bodybuilding there's something about it because it, it's it's well for any, uh, uh, talking about your track background before where it's numbers and you know yeah. metrics and it's about hitting a hitting a mark like powerlifting is is that right whereas yeah. i guess you could argue like uh bodybuilding for aesthetics is is more on the kind of ultra running path because it, it's it's a bit well you're running a hundred <laughs> segue back to that I yeah like that. <laughs> well no no well if you're running 100k like do you you kind of there's no real there's no real end to it. You're just you're just doing it for the love of, and you just want to pick it up. But I I guess it comes down to just setting new and novel goals, and I think just building new connections in the brain by doing stuff you haven't done before. So you know, not only is the race new in terms of your you're pushing yourself in the whatever 14 hour time period you're going to be you're going to be running but all of the time you're preparing for it you're thinking about it you're training differently you're eating differently you're recovering differently all of that is 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 kind of fun if you're you know if you're into that sort of thing so yeah that that's really the reason like why uh air quotes excites me all right so we've gone through the what in episode one season season two and we just spoke about the the why now how do you know how do you know that you can accomplish it do it in whatever way you want just like whitney houston how do you know how do you know (laughs) amazing it's a good song i don't know the song oh it will be playing okay good it will be playing in this podcast good i just i'll try and (laughs) over the background now but um what you never you never know no like the, the you know to have certainty that you can do something you've never done before but you can believe oh my god that sounded like a uh that sounded like a start of a disney movie didn't it it's like you never know but you can believe in yourself um the, so there's a bunch of uh, i mean going back to your example before so your trail running ultra friend who's never run a road marathon before when you're just switching up context a little bit, you can be pretty confident. Like, so, you know, he's run 100K, going to a road marathon, okay, he might not smash it, it might be boring, whatever, whatever, but he's probably going to finish. And same thing for me, you know, I've done, you know, Ironman triathlon, so doing a um, uh, doing an adventure race for four hours wasn't particularly scary. So there's that kind of difference where you're just switching up context, but when it's completely out of the realm of anything you've put your body through before, so for me this time that falls into that category. It's running 100 kilometers. The most I've ever run is 50 on the same course. Um, so th- this is very different. So while I can't know there's a bunch of signals you can pay attention to um, that give you a good indication, I guess you can benchmark against folk who've done it before for the first time. So, you know, following training programs from people who've coached athletes to do the event before can give you a good amount of certainty. So if you're if you're following a training pl- a program that, you know, 100 people have done to use uh, to you know and used to great success running their their first hundred then that can give you a degree of uh, a degree of certainty but at the end of the day you, you have to go off blind faith a little bit i think that you can you can do it and you know that leads into some interesting questions i guess about mental conditioning and, and how you uh how you frame the race and how you treat your treat your mind leading in yeah i i'll jump in um because you've got some some notes um 
that I would love for you to talk about. And yeah. I think it's really it's really interesting because I watched the movie Waking Life, which I don't know you have you have we talked about? Did you see that? I said yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched it in many, many, many years. It, I first watched that movie twenty years ago and I still go back to that movie and it still blows my fucking mind how heavy it is. There's so many parts to it. Like, you know what? You know what my my podcast that I'm doing is like a light version of that. I'm starting to realize I like just really heavy, heavy shit that's layered uh on top of layers. But there's a really, really cool scene with Ethan Hawke, who I love, and the, the director, Richard Richard Linklater. Um, he's done, like, Days and Confused. He's done a couple of big movies, and yep. he always has Ethan Hawke in his movies. did uh did Boyhood, which is a beautiful film. He did um Before Midnight, Before Dawn, all those all the, that trilogy. Yeah, I've seen um, after, some of yeah, that. Yeah, um, and Ethan Hawke is in that. And sure. Cat watched all those. I kind of, like... He's he's a beautiful like Richard. I was in the room. Richard Linklater is a beautiful um, director. Like I just love his style. It, it resonates very well with me as, sure. a, as a creative. And there's a cool scene with Ethan Hawke and the woman from all the Before series, and they're like these illustrated cartoon figures, and it's a super like esoteric movie about um, uh, quantum mechanics and quantum physics, and you know, are we real? What is real? Blah blah blah. But they talk about how when something's done it's released into the world. Like, mm. so they're like, there, there was this, this study done. And Much like I, our podcast. <laughs> um, that was a joke. That was a sarcastic joke, right? Because when it's done, it sits on the hard drive for like months. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Before people hear it. Because <laughs> I'm anal. You've got a whole bunch going on. <laughs> no, no. It's like Joe Rogan. It's just like, press record and then it goes out on YouTube like five seconds later. Nah. That's too easy. Can't do that. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, side rant. So um, what's cool is that when uh, a crossword puzzle gets solved and they put the answers out, it's like the people don't even know the answers are out. They don't read the answers. Like, yep. let's say they put it out, you know, in a different time zone. It's a New York Times crossword puzzle. But for some reason, the minute... And I, I don't know if this is a real study or where, where, where the science is behind it, but the the minute someone has completed it, it's like it's just floating in the in the universe, and someone plucks it, and then they found that a whole bunch of other people end up completing it, yes, because like this one person solved it, and then like twenty other people. Oh. So it, it will go to your. I mean, you got some notes in here about you know the four minute mile. Yeah. So yeah. once someone broke the four minute mile, a whole bunch of people broke it because right. it's kind of like the permission, right? Yeah, and the, the very long winded. <laughs> oh no, it, it's a it's a great intro into it. Yeah, exactly. There's um there's a whole bunch of stories like that. I remember watching a um a documentary at the Banff Mountain Film Festival, and there was this rock that no one could climb, and everyone thought it was impossible. And then some dude did it, and then like literally that afternoon, like twenty people did it who were watching him. They're oh like, wow! Oh wow! That's possible now. Like, and has anyone just... done El Capitan? No, no. And there's oh, if I if, feel like someone's gonna die if they do it. Oh, like, if if you haven't watched the documentary Free Solo, Alex Honnold, um, I saw free... the ten minute trailer. Oh my god! We watched it at the outdoor cinema. It's phenomenal. Like, it's just super interesting. He's a super interesting cat. Yeah. Um, there was a part of the film I thought was fascinating was they did a CAT scan on him and his amygdala just didn't fire with fear response to like certain stimuli. Like usually if you're in one of these uh, CAT scan machines and they show you pictures of like knives and shady looking threatening things and like most people's brains light up, their amygdala fires. Him, nah, just it's like nothing happened. So makes sense. He doesn't have the same kind of fear response as a normal human. But anyway, beside the point, 
he free soloed a Bel Capitan in the States, like crazy, crazy, crazy climb. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if... 800 meters. Oh, I, I I don't know. I, I forgot. I think it's 3,000 feet vertical. It's vertical straight yeah it's, it's pretty much a, just a wall like it's yeah it's, it's nuts but um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of people just went ahead and did it now because yeah. it's it's possible it's been made real in the universe there's a term for what you were just describing that um that i've heard i'll uh i'll look it up and put it in the show notes but there's a there's a very scientific sounding term for what you uh what you just described in terms of you, you you don't even know that somebody else has done it but yet it's out in the it's out in the universe but that's kind of getting a bit woo i think that's all we we do woo woo we do woo so of course it's not mind over matter like it 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 can't be i mean you know i love the secret but i i've been saying this <laughs> it was a joke i, I haven't you, actually i think i've seen the secret movie but i was going to say if you actually love the secret I, we do, might have to like i was being sarcastic okay. which i really am good um but I, I'm a big believer in in this this statement or this quote of sorts, which is you can Google and research how to do push-ups. Someone can show you how to do push-ups, but you got to do push-ups to get fucking stronger. Sure. So, I mean, again, this is the whole, like, mind over matter is bullshit. I know so many guys, or not so many, I know one guy in particular, a good friend of mine, he didn't train, he has never trained properly for a marathon. I think he's done, like, three or four. And... He's like, oh, I'm going to muscle my way through it. And sure. I'm like, okay, buddy, when your brain shuts everything down because your body is not ready for it, good luck with trying to muscle through that shit. Because literally your brain says no, and it shuts down all your fucking vital systems. But yeah, please, please tell me. I'm, I'm going I'm to guess we're going into how to train for it, right? Uh, no, no, I wasn't oh, going uh, no, no, to get into the how to train for it. Oh, a little bit, I suppose. I want to I get to the brain shutting down the body thing in a second, though. Um, I'd say I'd say the mental side of the game is necessary but not sufficient. I, I like visualization. I like positive affirmations, and I like um, self belief. So I think if there's one positive to take away from things like the secret, it's setting an intent and and having a having a a positive um, kind of view or positive lens on on achieving something. I think is helpful. But the body must be trained to do certain things. Like you, you could muscle your way through uh, something very short, something you know that, that's within the you know within the capability of if you ramp up adrenaline and you essentially use natural chemicals in the body, you could you can make yourself strong. You know, the mother lifting the car off the off the, yeah. off the baby kind of kind of scenario. Oh yeah, and as long as you have the glycogen stores, so anything like below two hours, Th- that that, know, that, yeah, that, and that a kind of stuff. healthy person, yeah. But you know, physical training is required for some stuff. And there's some stuff that's just out of the realm of possibility for some for some people physically. I, I know some people don't like this as a as a concept, and they believe that anybody can do anything. Um, I, I I'm not Shaquille O'Neal. Like <laughs> you were, we're we're all born with you know. There's the mind and the body are eminently trainable, and we can all do a lot more than we think we can we can all do a lot more than baseline you know if we do nothing training has a substantial effect on the mind and the body but there's a ceiling somewhere so you know again i'm not shaquille o'neal and he has genetic gifts that i just don't so no matter how hard i trained i will not be eight feet tall and have that amount of fast twitch muscle fiber 
Okay, that being said, for a um, you know, for a something like a a hundred k, there's there's ways of um, you know, the, there's there's a training regime, and we'll do a we'll do a separate episode on the actual um, you know, the actual specifics and and logistics of of training itself. But suffice it to say, there's indicators you can use. The Jack Daniels um, video T chart is really really good and proven to be very very accurate so jack daniels is a um you know a famous and storied run coach and look up his video t chart we'll we'll put it in the show notes is that vo2 max it's based around vo2 max okay. but but basically you can take a uh, a given time for a time trial or a race oh yeah 5k 10k and you can get a pretty accurate indication of what you're capable of for things like a marathon i, I don't think the chart goes anything beyond that um and it's also kind of gets thrown out completely when you're talking about an ultra marathon because yeah. hills and trails and all those kind of variables make it null and void but there are ways of kind of taking a benchmark and saying if this then that um based yeah. on what other people have done in the world so if you know if if most people can do 50k in this sort of time this far out from a race and still feel good doing it and back it up you know the next day without you know without too much trouble then you should be in good good shape to do it so yeah. so race sims using well-worn scientifically proven um charts and metrics are all good ways to see if you're physically ready for the for the event itself so there's a mental side of training and then there's a, definitely the physical Congratulations, you've unlocked the random bonus round. What we do is we spin a wheel and we see what random section it lands on. Will it be slide into our DMs, D-Lake's heart rate heartbreak, or rapid fire lightning round? And we have slide into our DMs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the slide into my DM session. A.K.A. talking some shit with Masters of Some, your host, D-Lake and Phil Cross, who only found out what slide into my DMs meant a very short time ago. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, sliding to DMs is um, <laughs> direct message and you usually do it on Instagram and it's a, a sexual innuendo. Yeah. I, I won't even go. Just Google it. It's probably on um, Urban Dictionary. Or you're probably cool and already know what that means. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we've got one question um, from a new listener. Oh, sorry, sorry, they're actually a longtime listener, and it is uh, Gavin from Balgawa, which I can't spell correctly. Bal- Say it again. Balgawa. It's it's up there. It's a suburb before Manly. I can't I swear. God, Australian place names are all kind of just it's Aboriginal. Sound fictional. It means you're racist. They just your whiteness is showing. <sighs> it's okay, Phil. Why can't, why can't I, just a good honest name like Burnley? <laughs> it's Aboriginal. Scunthorpe. They're paying their respects. Okay, I, I understand. Right. <laughs> Please don't come after me, internet. All Jokes. the all the hate, all I the know. hate podcast mail is gonna gonna land in talk some shit. Anyway, um, so just and if you. Any of you out there want to get into this awesome section, which I know everyone wants to get into, the slide into my DM sections, please hit us up at talksomeshit at masterofsomepod.com. Actually, you know what? Do talksomeshit at themasterofsome.com because yeah. I don't know if I set up the forward correctly. So 
I don't want it bouncing back. Um, but just, it, just it, or hit you us up a, on socials. Oh yeah, or you could actually slide into our DMs. You could on Instagram. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, you could. Like you could literally do that. <laughs> this is very true. All right, here, here's the question. So, Gavin uh, says I only have six hours a week to train. So that's pretty much you know an hour a day, six days a week. Layoff, yeah. Um. And I have, you know, a demanding job, senior level position. I've got kids, family, et cetera, et cetera. I like to go on holidays and have some drinks sometimes, you know, with the boys. Some, yep. some beers, some beers at the bar, you know. I'm Australian. That's <laughs> what I do. Uh, and he he wants to know, like, he, sorry, he's been doing 5Ks and 10Ks, a couple triathlons here and there. Yep. And he's like, I want to jump into a 50K race, trail run. What the fuck do I do, man? Okay. So what does he do, Phil? Um, you could do it. You can do it. Like the, you could definitely, first of all, uh, expectations, goal setting. Um, if your goal is to, if it's your first one and your goal is just to complete and it's a bucket list thing, you want to tick it off, then a hundred percent, like don't even, you know, don't fret the fact you've only got six hours a week. I know people who've completed those races on on less, so you, you, mm. you'd, be, you'd be fine just for getting round. It might not be pretty, but like a hundred percent, you can you can get round. Um, you've got some kind of aerobic base, so you you know you've been been doing triathlons and five k's and ten k's, so it's not a complete off the couch you know situation. So that's good. Um, my advice for and and I I did this. Um, I've got some personal experience with this training for Ironman Rote or Roth, as everyone calls it here in Australia. It's not much. Yeah. Rote. You got to. I'm not even pronouncing it correctly. Because <laughs> speaking the days, the yeah, speaking the days. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that with an Italian accent? Yeah, the speaking the days. <laughs> That's amazing, um, but, uh, but I'm yeah. actually saying speaking Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Fuck me, dude. Yeah. Just move to Germany. Okay. I, I would, you know. I love Germany. I love Germany. It's I love so Germany. nice. Everything about uh, it. Yeah. I, I, the pretzels and the beer, like, so And it, uh, Challenge wrote as well, like, they gave out, like, non-alcoholic beer, like, good-tasting non-alcoholic beer on, on it course. It was Bitburger. Uh, was it Bitburger? They make the best. Oh, no, it was, it was early, a Czech beer. Early. It was Bitburger. Bitburger makes the best fucking uh, non-alcoholic beer I've ever Is that had. right? Yeah. It, okay. It, that, it's, like, all the way until the back palate. The third palette, yeah, it's almost like beer. And then there's this Same hollowness, this. and you're like, oh, it's not beer, it's not real yeah. beer. But holy shit, if you're like a recovering addict and it's like Ramadan, or <laughs> you just can't drink actual alcohol, it is the best damn thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, this was Erdinger, but it was good anyway. So uh, for that, like, um, work and life got crazy, and uh, I was intending to give it a give it a good crack, but I, I I only I only had about eight hours a week to train for an Ironman, which is you know pretty analogous to a to an ultra marathon as well mm-hmm. um you know i had i had a decent base going into it so there was um so there was that but my answer in that situation was um polarized training um so mm. what's that uh, kind of the 80 20 rule so 20 percent of the the training was really really hard so maximum effort like you know really anaerobic sprints um leaving it all out there vo2 max stuff like one two minute short efforts 30 second efforts um but but really kind of maximum effort stuff and then 80 percent of my training was um kind of 
you know more long slow distance um mm. kind of kind of stuff so i would i would suggest uh i would suggest an 80 20 approach for that so you're gonna want to get in long runs you're gonna want to you know eke out some time each week like a block of time to do you know the sort of two hour three hour runs because realistically for a 50k like something like the you know the old trail um 50 or the jabalani challenge or the triple a 50 like you know some of the some of the uh, you know the popular ones in in australia you're going to be out there for you know six hours maybe seven hours um and you know you're going to want your long runs to reflect that somewhat so you're going to be wanting to dedicate at least or build up to at least half of your training volume being uh, a long run of kind of three to three to four hours like to to get that you know uh, to, to build up that endurance and then the rest of your time short sharp sessions so negotiate with the family eke out some time you know on the weekend or or early morning or you know take some you know little time off work or whatever you need to do like shuffle, shuffle your life around make sure you can get those long runs in and then the rest of the time dedicate to um dedicate to um yeah really short sharp hard stuff um and that would be that would be my sort of suggestion for a minimalist training program and there you have it yeah pretty 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 simple it, it's totally doable though. you've just slid into our dms thanks for playing ladies and gentlemen now back to the master of song So you're talking about all this this mind stuff, and obviously you just brought brought in some analytical and you know evidence based facts or um, formulas that you can use. Sure. But since we're big on meta and you know using your brain here, what can you do to train your mind to get yourself ready for something that's double the distance you've ever done, long, double the longest distance you've ever done in your entire life? Sure. Um. Because you're going to be racing it. You're not just trying to finish it, right? You're trying to get, no, that, no, you're trying to get that wrestling belt, right? Yeah, yeah, I win the wrestling <laughs> belt. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then I'm going to smack somebody with it off the top rope. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. The So there's, there's the obvious ones. So there's, you know, there's meditation and visualization. And so uh, I heard I heard a great frame about this the other day, Um I think it was Sam Harris on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about this and how even in the 1950s, exercise was the domain of weirdos and freaks. Like the guy who exercised was the guy in the leopard skin leotard with the handlebar mustache at the circus, you know, the strong man. Like, and, and normal people just didn't really do it to any great degree. Like, well, they they got the exercise. I mean, I'm sorry, it's hard to interrupt you, sure. sir. But I think that was the time that the baby boom was around that time. World War Two was, you know, the remnants of World War Two were fading away. Economies were fucking doing really well. Yeah. Um. Everyone got lazy as fuck. The car was supreme. Sure. Suburbs were sprawling. Yep. Um, it was, why do that thing when you can just pay that thing to do that thing for you? A hundred percent. So I think people got their exercise by doing yard work or working in the farm or the, the mill oh, completely, the, you know, the factory or whatever. Um, and then I think the sugar industry ended up doing what they did and that's how everyone got fat. So sorry, I, I, I skipped it. I, I, I had a lot of stuff in my head and you didn't hear it, but it was more like, it's funny that no one exercised back in the fifties. Yeah. But how come we're way more overweight than we ever have been? 
Um, oh. But that's a conversation for another day. But it's Completely. you know, uh, it's, it's mostly diet. It's not the activity level. Sure. And and I was more coming at it from the lens of it being a normal social thing to do. So we know now training the body and having a physical exercise practice is a uh, is a normal and healthy thing to do, right? And like if somebody doesn't exercise at all, you'd think they're a weirdo. And if you In don't exercise circle. at all, what the fuck are you doing listening to an endurance sport podcast? Oh, mic drop. I know. Right? Just delete the unsubscribe <laughs> now. Lazy. Anyway, no, I'm joking. We love you. Please exercise. No, we don't. We don't. Why the fuck are you listening to us and you don't? If like, they're intending to exercise, hey, if you've come here and you want to get your shit together and this okay. is your inspiration, like, then everyone's got to start somewhere. True. True. Yeah. We're not hating on that. I'm true. Because someone can go actually really far back and then be like, I was a fat kid. Like, I was uh, like, <laughs> the, every, why the hell would they want to listen to us, though, if they're this deep? Now we got I, questions about our fan base. Who are our fans? Who are you? Let us know. Anyway, so, <laughs> so the, but, uh, the, so it's, you know, exercise wasn't a normal society, it wasn't a societal norm. It is now. Training the brain isn't a societal norm. Meditation is still the purview of, of, of kind of outliers, not, everyone meditates it's the it's the one percent that meditate um oh, still even with the apps that's right yeah it's, it's still uncommon and most of the people even the the kind of people who would be inclined to do it that i know from you know from work and social life and friends and all the rest of it people who i would think would do it every day don't like they they it's like, oh you still doing headspace you're still doing sam harris's and they drop off they don't do it by the way, I'm at 1,700 days and counting as a run streak on Headspace. Intense. I can't, I can't miss. I'm about to. I'm about to hit my one year in two months. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. But cool. I fucked up because sometimes I just meditate without the app. Yeah. Um. So I've actually missed the day. Yeah. Here and there, and then it resets, and I, oh, it heart broke me. But then I was like, fuck that. I've actually done it. Yeah. Like I know I've always meditated every day. But sure. <laughs> anyway, I digress. All good. But it's it's training for the mind. It literally is training for the mind. If you can pay attention to the breath, if you can pay attention to an object in the room and and keep catching your mind when it wanders to other things, that is weightlifting for the mind. You're doing reps and and that keeps your that that you know is helpful in a in an event where you have to pay attention to the trail for 14 hours or however long I end up being out there. So I think I think literal reps for the mind is a, is an absolute absolutely key thing. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of NLP, neuro linguistic programming. So the how I'm languaging the race to myself um, as I'm going through, making sure I'm not um, you know I'm not telling myself stories about how much I'm in pain and and how much this is hurt and how much I want to uh, quit, etc. So I think watching the stories I'm I'm telling myself and watching the state I'm putting myself in by telling myself stories because physiology follows focus and language so if i'm telling myself something i'm changing my physiology and and i'm i'm using i'm using that to my detriment so i can use that as a as a positive factor um and then there's uh training the central governor as well you touched on this earlier the the, the body shutting the mind shutting down the body you know this is this is the so there's no physical reason why we should slow down at certain uh, speeds. Like, think about it. Like, is 
are your muscles actually going to break? Like, what what's stopping you in certain circumstances? Yeah, like back in the day, I thought it was lactic acid that was building up, and then they found out that it's not. No, that it's actually your brain. Well, lactic acid isn't even the thing that. Um, uh, th- th- this is something. This is something that is just one of those things that keeps persisting. It's not the la- lactic acid in your muscles that burn. It's not. It's the hi- It's the hydrogen. Um, <laughs> it, it, the lactic a- lactic acid is actually a fuel substrate that gets picked up um, by the liver and reused. Lactic acid is actually fuel. There are sub- there are supplements with lactic acid in it. So lactic acid isn't the thing causing the burn. It is a byproduct of muscle usage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, complete side rant. But, oh, that's good to but, know. Because so, lactic threshold is still a thing. Yeah, but it's not the lactic acid that causes that causes the the, the actual feeling of of kind of fatigue and pain in the muscles. That's yeah. that's a complete misnomer, and, and, it, and, and it persists today. Yeah, and lactic acid has nothing to do with lactose. It's not milk. No, no, no. <laughs> Those are. It is not milk. You are correct, sir. Um, but training the brain to, to train the body is a real thing. And, and, and one of the, one of the ways I'll, and, and check out, uh, Tim Noakes on this for, for, for a whole lot more and his central governor theory. Um, but some things you can do to, to train your mind to resist fatigue and resist pain and resist physical sensation. Sitting in the sauna is one of my favorites. A, sitting in the sauna is really, really good for race preparation. It produces heat shock proteins um, and the, uh, numerous benefits for longevity, et cetera, et cetera. There's been um, some studies that I found with the sauna, doing them within an hour of your hard workout, your your, your, your hard effort. Your erythropoietin um, increases. Yeah. EPO production. Proper yeah. EPO is yep, produced, yep, yep. like, but it's got to be within that time frame. So I'm that's trying to right. find a fucking sauna that's not a million dollars that's local enough and open early enough when I do my Ian hard Thorpe. training so I can... Ian, Ian Thorpe? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I'm on it. Yes. I'm on it, good sir. I used to do that. Um, but yeah, that so th- th- that that's a real thing. But just sitting there and noticing... Again, there's no real physical... You're not going to pass out, but that panicky sensation you get that just means you have to get out of a sauna, we we all know that. Like, you're doing that, it's just like, shit, 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 and it starts feeling... That. I don't get that. I go... I've gone in many saunas Maybe you, bro. Maybe you, bro. Not me. I can stay in there for four hours. You? No. <laughs> I'm just making fun of you. Oh, yeah, man. I, yo, my, I'm, maybe it's because I'm black. I don't know. Um, I could stay in a sauna for long, man. Like, motherfuckers... Are we going to have a sauna off? We go. People be trying to... Everyone, every I'm not lying. Every time we go into that it's sauna, on. my it's boys on. are like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm fine." They're like, "Oh my god," I'm, I'm like, "It's on." I'm from the tropical region. It's on. You see this skin? You see the sweat rate I, that I have? I don't think I'm gonna win now, but I, you, but it's on. You, you, I, I sweat profusely for a reason. I love the heat for a reason. All right, it's on. We're doing it. Actually, you know what? I think my body. I did some DNA. T- uh, sorry, I did the genetics testing mm. and I ran it through. Um, found my fitness and a couple other sites. Yep. I have the genes for like legit aerobic. I should be doing ultras. You like, should. I be. have the genes and I, I and the way I sweat and the, the fact that I love heat. Yep. Like I actually have like. The propensity the, to handle it, yeah, and and uh, the 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 training to endure the heat. Like, I, I seriously, seriously, one of the my secret weapons in preparing for any race and like every Ironman I've done well, I, I've I've made a strong strong habit of getting to the sauna several times a week, um, for the for the central governor training, but also for the physiological benefits of again um, heat shock proteins, EPO, all the rest of it. It's, it's sauna 
like heat training is 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 real um but yeah sitting there as long as you can and two minutes more next time and two minutes more the time after that don't pass out don't crack your head don't blame me this is a disclaimer don't listen to anything i've said ever best disclaimer i can give but i go to the sauna a lot um and i think it's i think that's the my secret trick for for training the brain for for things like this So I appreciate all that, Phil. Again, you know, you've been giving me a lot of insight on on what it takes to run 100 kilometers and 61 miles for you, imperial focused, metrically in- disinclined, <laughs> handicapped people out there. But <clears throat> I ended up googling, like, is it okay to run a 5k? Like you know, every week, like what's the benefit? What's the, what's the downsides of running 5k? And I ended up stumbling upon some interesting shit on Reddit, which, which is actually, you know, Reddit's like a, it's a unfiltered place of some pretty good, you know, random anecdotal content and yeah. answers of sorts. Like I take, I take Reddit information over uh Yahoo answers or something any day. It's at least user curated. Like, yeah. the, the, and the user base there is, True. It depends it's on the... It's upvoted, it's yeah, uploaded. so you only the, see the, the good shit. Yeah, you're right. There's user curation there, which is And I think smart legit. people on Reddit, you know. If it's like, the right subreddit where yeah. there are smart folk, if it's the Donald, then maybe... The Donald, maybe is that alt-right? That's <laughs> the Donald... You've not heard of the Donald? Oh, uh, no, nah, let's, let's... I'm, I'm starting right. to say focus, because we're going to end this. We're going to yeah, end this podcast. Please, please do. All right, so I'm just going to basically quote... I just did a, a copy and paste, and, you know, I'm pretty, pretty transparent with what happens here. Um... You can run, this is from the, the subreddit, you can run 5K every day. You can probably put a decent race out every week, but most people only personal record PR monthly or so once they get past the initial gains, which is basically, you know, the plateau and it's the whole like learner's curve. Um, but you need a combination of these things to get past that and to start seeing, you know, gains over the long term. And, you know, whether this is right or wrong, whatever, it's up to you. But um, actual one is actual training improvement. There's a lag time between a run and its benefits to you, mm-hmm. which is which is really, really it's hard for people. And its benefits and its downsides, too, because you can actually go for a long, fast run when your body is not ready for it or your you know, your your body's breaking down and you won't actually know that that was a bad run until days later. Sometimes sure. like, you know, like the niggles then turn into like, oh, you pull your hamstring or you tear your Achilles. That's that's days after that run. It never usually happens on that run. Uh, but yeah, again, so there's the lag time. I think it's a 10 days is what some, some people think, you know, you do a workout, you see the benefits from that workout 10 days later. Uh, This is is VO2 max. This is like track stuff. Sure. And then different adaptations happen at different times. Yeah. Depending on who you are, what you're doing. Aerobic, anaerobic, muscular, et cetera, et cetera. Um, good conditions. So this is race wise, um, a field of runners that will push you. So the good conditions are a field of runners that will push you. You end up being, you know, in a race with a bunch of people that are just moving. Um, and you have someone many times. Yeah, you have someone just, to chase. Just trying to keep up with a pack or something. And it's, yeah, I've I've ended up PBing big time. Exactly. And you're like, situations. where the fuck did that come from? That's right. Um, and then there's the motivation to actually personal record. So, or PB as, you know, as they say in Australia, um, which is the belief. Sorry. So that's the motivation to actually PR. Um it ties into the belief that you can beat your previous time. Now, this this is a big one, and, and he, he notes this because I realize that a lot of people around me, um, I'm constantly like, yo, dude, you should be running a sub-40-minute 10K. 
how are you not doing that? You've mm. ran, you know, a 18 minute 5k, you've ran a 40, 30, 10k, you ran a, 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 a 129 half marathon. Why are you not running a 39 minute 10k? And I realized that it's because they don't believe they can do it. And this is a quote from Reddit. A lot of people actually struggle with the last one, which is that often people find, find it mentally tough to break through. Um, this is just an example, the 25 minute barrier or, you know, 20, 19 minute barrier, even though their performance difference isn't so much the mental effort is. So to sum that all up, it's like, you've done it already. You can do it in your training. Yeah. You pretty much have done it in a shorter race or a longer race. Yeah. You just can't put it together because you don't actually believe it. And uh, I call it giving yourself permission, which we said already. Yeah. And that was that was the whole reason why I wanted to do the sub three hour marathon with the least amount of training. And that was the reason why, you know, I want to get down to a 34 minute 10K, um, why I want to run a 15 minute, 1559 5K, because I basically can do it. Like it's there. I just sure. haven't given myself permission to run faster. And I started doing that last season. I started like doing VO2 max workouts and I saw the gains. Like, I mean, it's so true. The VO2 max workouts, they're the best way to get fit. Like it's, it's dangerous at times. Like if you overdo it, it you is could definitely, you know, burn the fuck out and you can start getting injuries. I was in the danger zone for a bit, but um, yeah, man, like I started once I started training and seeing myself do those those efforts at that time then i was going into the race and i was mentally like i've been here before i've done these these times before i haven't put it all together yeah you know i did five by two k's at this pace with a, a minute and a half rest in between but you put it together it's like cool and then you add in the race environment i got my race shoes on yes i have race shoes race running shoes now i'm 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 a big boy what do you use uh i've got these mizuno like super light like racing flats like they are they were like weigh like 10 grams dumb light like yeah, i took it to yeah, my podiatrist yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, please do not run longer than 8Ks on these. And I was like, what? He's like, you will injure yourself. He's like, holy shit, they're light. Um, but, no. yeah, man, I put those on, and I do butt kicks, and I'm like, it feels like I have nothing on me. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, you know, combination of that, race day, I'm chasing someone, um, whatever it is, and, you know, you end up running a personal best. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this season. I've had a bit of – a, a downside sorry to, to keep ranting on this it's no, a podcast man. guys it's good. it's good i'm just talking it's good but um but yeah man the permission thing is is huge i don't know if you have anything to add to that good sir boom darren darren like everyone darren like uh no nothing to add permission permission is huge like giving yourself permission to to succeed to to achieve your goals again it's not the secret it's not the only thing you got to train but it's massive well said Cool, that's it. That's a wrap. And that's it. As always, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us ramble about shit that we think you could find of interest and that we find of interest and hopefully help everyone out there. Again, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share on whatever you use to listen to us. If you have any questions or concerns or even suggestions for episodes or, hell, if you want to be on the show, hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or talk some shit at masterofsomepod.com. That's spelled the normal way. Thank you so much. Peace.